award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's going to be a fun show for you today. We are um, on Zoom today. Uh, if you're listening, uh, you have to go back and watch the show. Miss Ashley Chance is with us, and she's uh, with the National Wildlife Federation. And we're going to be uh, talking with her today and learning about, about the Federation and also about a program called Artemis. So it's going to be fun. i got Mr. Don King here helping me co-host. Yeah, yeah. Sorry we're not in person, Ashley, but uh, I hear we're almost, kind of almost neighbors. You're in Tennessee anyway, so that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, not too far away from where y'all are, I think. All right. This will be a fun show. I'm going to learn a lot. Ashley, uh, we just met over email last week, and, and uh, I thought, well, we need to get her on the show and talk about Artemis, uh, talk about the Federation. Uh, and uh, so then I learned today she's in Knoxville, so that's, that's <laughs> neat. We said we should get together and done this in person. That's, that's not right. too far away. But, uh, but this will be fun. And um, Ashley, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself, and then we'll dive into some of the other specifics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have, well, I began my career in wildlife uh, back in Wisconsin. I actually grew up in Minnesota, so I'm not native to the Southeast. I'm a naturalized citizen here. <laughs> and <laughs> Welcome. I, thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, I spent uh, a number of years traveling around the country doing uh, wildlife research projects, primarily involving deer, white-tailed deer, mule deer. Um, so I'm very experienced at catching deer. Um, and that led me to actually get my master's degree at Mississippi State University, um, looking at how hunting pressure influences buck movements. Um, and there I met my husband who actually also, well, he works for TWRA um, and he's from this area. So we left Mississippi, uh, came back to East Tennessee, and I've been fortunate enough to become a part of the Artemis program. So I oversee the program across the Southeast. Um, it began in the West a couple years ago and had a lot of success there. So there was interest in expanding it and um, that's, that's where I come in. Wow, so your husband worked for the agency. We're almost, yes, he does. We're almost related. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty close, yep. Oh, that's cool. So what's your husband do? I, I, that's, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so he's a manager at uh, Oak Ridge WMA. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Well, that's cool. We're learning all kinds of stuff today, Yeah, Don. that's right. <laughs> well, welcome to Tennessee. Uh, so uh, you're an expert at catching deer, huh? <laughs> yes, I would consider myself an expert at that. I am less of an expert at hunting them, but still quite experienced in that arena as well. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, I, I came across a, a brand the other day called Catching Deers. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that or seen that. It made me think of that. Don looked at me kind of funny, but we were watching some videos. Those, those are fun. You have to go check them out uh, sometime. But uh, anyway, well, tell us about, the, the first of all, the National Wildlife Federation and, and what they do, and uh, then we'll dive into Artemis, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So the National Wildlife Federation is um, a very large, it's a national nonprofit organization. I, it's one of the oldest, if not the oldest, um, conservation organization in the United States. So it played a big role in um, getting things like the Pittman-Robertson Act passed, um, which all hunters and anglers know why that's important. Sure. Um, and so it's it's been uh, working for a long time to help 
conserve and protect uh, wildlife. And as part of that um, is obviously our sporting traditions that we have here in, in this state and across the country. So Artemis is housed within um, the sporting, I guess, section of the National Wildlife Federation. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, as you said, that is those are very important. The the Pittman Robinson Act and all that stuff, fun right. stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's very important to to our wildlife and our and our agencies across the United States. And um, um, I was just browsing your website and. Uh, the first thing that popped up was this bear reminded me, you know, protect America's wildlife. Uh, we're all working on this together to to work and protect and manage you know, the wildlife across across the U.S. for sure. Absolutely. Um, so Artemis it was pr it's pretty cool, and I, I was browsing the page here, and and uh, I think it's really neat that we're trying to uh, get women out in the outdoors and and um, you know introduce them to hunting and fishing. When you think of that. Um, hands-on stuff you think of mostly guys a lot of times but but women love to do it too and, and this is a chance to introduce them and 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 gain that knowledge and, and educate them on how to get out there and do it because uh, I guess they haven't they haven't always done it or haven't always been the ones that you know went out and hunted you know but but women can do it too right yeah well there is um, some research emerging here pretty recently that might um, might counter the argument that we haven't always been the ones doing it. I don't know if you're familiar with the article that came out. Um, they found some remains, I think maybe 9,000 years old, that showed a woman that had been buried with kind of a hunter's regalia. So Wow. That's maybe up for debate, yeah, but for certainly, sure. <laughs> certainly in the modern day, um, there are a lot of women that not just enjoy getting out in the field and on the water, but are highly skilled. And I can, you know, speaking from my own experience, I have a, a professional background in wildlife. Um, and I've been hunting since I was, I don't, probably 13 years old. Awesome. Um, so a, lo a lot of experience hunting, but I have never had a, a, a woman to hunt with. I've always been, you know, it was my dad, my uncles, my cousins growing up. And then significant others and lab mates of mine in graduate school. And um, so it's not, the Artemis program isn't necessarily aimed at recruitment so much as creating a community of sportswomen that are connected um, because yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find other women that do it, even though there's a lot of them out there. So our goal is really to connect those women with each other and um, help them really raise up their voices as advocates for the resource that we all care so much about. Ashley, what's the significance of the name Artemis? What? Yeah, great question. So Artemis uh, is the name of a Greek goddess who she was involved in a lot of things. My Greek mythology isn't super up to date, but <laughs> basically she was um, the goddess of the hunt. She had a pack of hunting dogs that often accompanied her and a bow and arrow. Um, and she was kind of a, a wild spirit and very protective um, of wildlife as a resource. So we're kind of, we've taken that bold, impassioned view and tried to imbue our program with that. Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, um, it wasn't probably a couple of years ago we had um, Amy Hall in to talk about women in the outdoors and hunting and yeah. things like that. And I feel like since we've had her on, I've seen more of this movement where women are getting outdoors or, or ganging around each other and, and educating each other and taking each other outdoors and things like that and i think it's great to see that and 
you know, I, I think women can do it too, and they're they're probably better at it than some of us guys, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, it's, well, it's fun always, to see. That's a constant debate in our household. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say my wife is a lot better shot than I am. So, uh, uh, you know. Uh, hey, they've got a steady hand, I can tell you that. <laughs> For they, sure. They sure do. For sure. Well, let's. Uh, I was on your website. I want to learn more about. Um, these three points, if you don't mind, that, that are on your page. It says public lands and water. So tell us what y'all do there uh, when it comes to that. Yeah, so the the National Wildlife Federation as a whole, a big part of, of their mission, our mission, is to protect and enhance public lands and waters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so naturally, that's something that our, the Artemis program also cares about. Um, you know, I said the program began in the West, and there's a lot of iconic species in the West that are in decline because of habitat degradation or, um, you know, public lands being diminished in other ways. So that was an obvious thing for Artemis to key in on and try to help protect and better. Um, and we're we are keeping that same mindset in the Southeast, although obviously public lands are very different in the Southeast than they are in the West. So uh, we're adapting that and making it relevant to sportswomen's lives here. Yeah. You know, we, a couple shows ago, we had Mark uh, Goodland and, and Clint, uh, Clint uh, Borum on, and we were talking that, you know, only the state is uh, 90% uh, private land, privately owned land. So there's only 10% of the land in Tennessee that it's public and accessible, you know, or, right. You know, about 10% that's huntable and, and you can get out there and take an adventure on. So, uh, you know, it's, there's not a lot as much here, I guess, as there is out West. Yeah, not as much. And maybe that underscores the importance of supporting it and keeping it healthy. For sure. Yes. Um, so, uh, you got your iconic species. They celebrate and protect wildlife species and their habitats. Tell us what's going on there. Yeah, so for sportswomen, iconic species in the West might be things like mule deer, cutthroat trout. I think in the Southeast, obviously, that's different because those species don't exist here. Right. Uh, a big one for Tennessee specifically might be the northern bobwhite. Mm. Um, obviously, white-tailed deer. And, you know, th- those are just two species that are under threat. The bobwhite, mostly from habitat loss and degradation, and white-tailed deer obviously facing CWD. So we want to try to be vocal on on those topics and do what we can to, to help promote the species. Yeah, I think about um, the the white-tailed deer and, and CWD. That's that's something you know we hope to keep as far west as we can and contain that yeah, and right. and and do the best we can there. And and the quail, I know. Our guys in wildlife are working hard, you know, and got the new quail management plan out to, to try to combat some of that stuff. And that's and based on the last commission meeting we had just past this past week, uh, the CWD effort, the management of that is is uh, really doing well. So, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of things, you, uh, you know, a lot of negatives with that, but. But overall, you know, yeah. the management uh, plan that they've adopted and and all seems to be working. So yep. so that's really encouraging. Yeah, more, that is. more guys on board, more more team members, more players to help, right. you know, with all the things that, that come with that. So um, and then you've got leadership development here. Uh, tell us tell us what uh, what that means there. Yeah, so it's kind of broadly encompasses the idea of being an advocate, you know, as as sportswomen or just as hunters in general, 
um, you know, whenever we buy a license, we are helping to support state-owned lands um, and the management of those lands. But that's kind of like entry level, right? So if we really care about um, these things that we enjoy and we want to see them there for future generations as well, we can step it up a level and start advocating on things like CWD management plans or, you know, it can be on a very local um, or it can be on a national scale. And so supporting that advocacy by sportswomen and connecting them with those opportunities, making them aware of how to be an advocate, um, that's kind of what we're aimed at with our leadership goals. Um, we also have a number of ambassadors across the country. Actually, we're in the process of bringing on this year's cohort of about 30 sportswomen who um, have basically pledged to host events to try to build community locally between awesome. sportswomen and also engage in some of these advocacy efforts as it, you know, as they desire and as it's relevant to them where they live. I think it's important to to have those communities. You know, hunting is it's it's more fun and, and it's a community kind of thing. It's you taking it going out with friends and family and it's not uh, sometimes it's solo, but it's it's good to build those communities right. and find people to go with and, and yep. share the experience with. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the the importance and enjoyment of that can't be really overstated. I think for anybody that enjoys hunting and angling, you know, maybe what got them into it was well, probably it was their family or some other close connection that they had. And those shared memories really, I know for me, are the foundation of why I want to keep doing it. Definitely. Well, I want to jump in and talk about this, uh, the the seminar or the program that that's kind of sparked this conversation. Uh, Jennifer Wisniewski, our chief of outreach and communication, sent me a link, said, let's share this on our social media. And then that led me down a trail to meet you. And I think this is cool. Uh, you know, we're, as an agency, we're trying to do more uh, online and more workshops and, and, and ed educate people via, via the web. And uh, I think this is cool to see that y'all are starting this interactive virtual series to, to get sportswomen uh, you know, out there and, and introduce things to them. So tell us about this, this virtual series that you're working on. Yeah, so the, the series that we have going right now is titled Turkey Tactics. Um, and, you know, we would very much prefer to be doing in-person events, but as with the rest of the world, the pandemic had us kind of shifting gears, at least for the time being. So we looked at what could we do virtually to support women, bring them together, and just kind of broaden their horizons. So turkey hunting, you know, tis the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we, <laughs> so we um, got on board with that in our... It's a, it's a three-month-long series, really. The first event actually happened on Thursday. I mean, we had a panel of sportswomen, turkey hunting experts that talked about everything from, I mean, I learned a ton. I'm, I would say I'm a novice turkey hunter, so there's a lot for me to learn. But uh, they talked about everything from calling turkeys, the biology of turkeys. Um, and it was, we had experts from the West and the Southeast. So it was kind of national in scope. Um, and moving forward, we're going to have kind of some events in April that are going to be a mid-season check-in. So women can ask questions of our experts, troubleshoot things that they've seen in the field. Um, we're also going to have some storytelling events, some contests, because every hunter needs to be good at telling stories, obviously. <laughs> Fish stories, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And we were able to offer a limited number of turkey boxes that had some some calls and other goodies in them. So a lot of those pretty quickly um, and then in May, we're going to culminate the series with a 
a demonstration of how to break down a turkey a couple ways um, and then how to cook all the different parts of the turkey, including the heart um, and ways to memorialize your hunt using turkey parts. Wow. That's cool. I think that would be fun. Are you going to be actually cooking on camera uh, for that later series? We're not entirely sure yet. I think it's going to be a little bit short. So we're going to have a video demonstration of breaking down the turkey. Sure. Because you got to be able to do that to cook it. Um, and then I think we may just share recipes or maybe some photos of the finished product and, and let folks go and try it on their own. I know with, with a lot of the things that we've been doing with our workshops, we've been able to to interact with with um, the public and they can they can comment and, and chat and ask questions. And how interactive is this going to be for the ladies? I know you're well, you got storytelling for sure, but can uh, is everybody seen? Is this like a Zoom meeting? Is that how it works? Yeah, so our first event was a webinar because it was focused on our experts being able to deliver information. Um, but we also have a Slack channel which I wasn't super familiar with Slack prior to this, but it's basically just a place where people can go and ask questions and have them answered. So we've got over 130 women in that community as part of that channel. Cool. And a lot of them, a lot of the people participating are accomplished turkey hunters themselves. So women are able to ask questions and get them answered by other women that have experienced those things in the field. And I think, <clears throat> you know, as for, for men that are, hunters and anglers kind of take it for granted that you're going to have a community there that's supportive and that you feel comfortable in because everybody else kind of looks like you right sounds like you yeah and as a woman i mean i've had wonderful wonderful experiences hunting with men um no complaints whatsoever but there's something extra that i can experience when i'm you know interacting with other women and they have kind of the same perspective on things that i do so i think that's really where the value lies in creating this community Hey, let's go back to the beginning. You mentioned you were 13 when you got taken out the first time or you became interested enough that you wanted to tag along or how did that work? Yeah, so uh, my dad was a deer hunter. Well, he still is a deer hunter. Um, and, you know, they would have a deer camp every year at the farm that he grew up at with my uncles and cousins. And I would go to deer camp and, you know, they would have all the deer hanging in the garage and I would kind of use a stick to poke at their tongues and their eyes and kind of like bend their feet, you know, and look at all the parts of them. And I was really interested in it, even as a real young kid. Um, but it wasn't until I think I was 13 that I actually went out with my own license and shotgun in that part of Minnesota um, and actually started hunting. And then, you know, shortly after that, the next four years after that, I went elk hunting with my dad out west and it just kind of became a snowball role. Um, but one of the things that really struck me was that when I, when I went to deer camp, I was a part of, you know, it was just my family members, but I was a part right. of that group in a new way. Uh -huh. And I, it felt really special. And I, I mean, they didn't treat me any differently. I, I was taken as seriously as the rest of the 13-year-old people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just a really cool feeling. So, got me hooked. Part of the club, so to speak. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's neat. So, do you have any sisters in the family, or are you the only girl that? No, I'm the only girl. I have a younger brother. Um, he also hunts. He came to it a little bit later than I did, I think. But yeah, I'm I'm the only girl. When you mentioned uh, at that young age, poking sticks and 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 
playing with the deer carcass or whatnot. <laughs> it reminds me of my daughter. I killed a, a nice deer this year, and she wanted to get their hands on and, and help with the skinning process. And and just, she was right there with you. She wanted she? To, to see everything and be a part of everything. So it's it's pretty cool to see that. I think I think she might be my little huntress. You know, one of these days. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, um, what other kind of um, classes and programs are you thinking that y'all might be doing coming up? Y'all got things coming up? Yeah, so Other we actually turkey. have, well, I guess uh, in the turkey vein, within the oh, okay. turkey vein, we're going to have some hunt camps in um, a number of states that folks within our turkey tactics community will be aware of. We'll also post them on social media and things like that. Um, but actual hunts where there's sportswomen going out turkey hunting, and you can, you can join them if you're interested. Uh, we are currently developing a similar series for fly fishing. Um, so we're hoping to roll that out this summer i may not be super directly involved um, because i'm actually expecting our first child at the end of may congratulations um, so thank you yes yeah, so i'm hoping to get out in the field and harvest a turkey before that happens <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah fly fishing is the next thing on tap and we've got a lot of stuff that you know we have our own podcast and um, blog posts that we put up and some social pages that we keep updated so there's constantly stuff being shared I'm going to make sure I share those and, and follow you guys. And if, if I don't, let me know. I'll make sure we get those out there on our social media for sure. But um, uh, that's cool. Tell us about the podcast. I forgot about that. I saw it on the website and forgot to mention. Uh, bring that up. Tell us how that's going. Yeah, so the podcast is going great. I actually got hooked on the podcast before I even knew about this job opening. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's really cool because the hosts are... Um, our program coordinator, Marsha Brownlee, and occasionally myself as a co-host. And um, then we talk to sportswomen about everything. Um, recently, we did a fly fishing episode. We talked to, sometimes we also talk to women researchers. So we had a recent episode where we connected with um, a woman who's actually from Murfreesboro, um, but is now a researcher in the Arctic um, wow. up in Canada. And we talked with her hmm. about everything happening under the ice um, for ice fisher people, not so much here in Tennessee. <laughs> um, but yeah, we cover a, a very wide range of topics and really bring um, the perspective of a sportswoman to them. That's cool. I, uh, it's cool that you have all those different uh, parts you can bring in. You know, yeah. being a nationwide or state nationwide uh, show. You know, that, a lot of diversity there. That's cool. Yeah, we've a we've actually well. I think we haven't had Amy Hall on the podcast yet, but I've appeared on her podcast, and okay. she's a good friend of the program, so probably down the line, you could expect to hear her as well. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, she's got her own show as well, I think, uh, been doing some stuff, and we should we should have all you gals on sometime and, and have a little roundtable. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Um, so tell us some, uh, some stories of being in the outdoors. I know you've probably got a few. Uh, you say you enjoy deer hunting, you enjoy getting outdoors and hunting, but uh, what's some of your favorite uh, stories to tell or things that have happened out in the woods? Oh, gosh. Or on the water. <laughs> That's a long list. Um, I'm certainly more of a hunter than I am an angler, so I'll say that. Uh, when I go fishing, it's typically with my husband, and I'm concerned with, like, how many snacks are in the boat. <laughs> so, um, That's okay. I've, yeah, it's just a, it's a different style. Um but deer hunting, I do enjoy. It's the type of hunting that I've been doing the longest, but it's also um, a big part of a lot of the work that I've done. So 
like for my master's research, I spent, you know, essentially nine months in a tree stand trying to dart um, bucks. So I'm still a little bit burnt out on that. When I go deer hunting now, it's kind of grocery shopping. Um, but I really enjoy waterfowl hunting. Uh, East Tennessee isn't the best place for that, but I did have some success this year and awesome. was able to take a trip out to real foot, which was really cool. Um, so we have a, a Springer Spaniel that we use for primarily as a duck dog with the hopes of upland hunting. I'm, I'm from Minnesota, so we've taken in pheasant hunting back there a few times. And basically I do everything. Um, I'm not an expert in any one thing, I wouldn't say, but squirrels, upland birds, waterfowl, you name it. We went, I went grouse hunting this year. Didn't see a grouse, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, trying to learn. Yeah, yeah. Folks still still get out there and do that. That's yeah. Not a lot of people grouse hunt, but uh, East Tennessee is is good for that. If you're gonna do it, yeah, you're in the right place, Ashley, or yeah. close to trying it to, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever I mean, I've lived in a lot of different places, so whenever I end up somewhere, I try to immerse myself as much as possible in you know what's what's locally available. Do you enjoy trout fishing? I know you said you're not, you know, real excited about fishing. You enjoy it, but have you been trout fishing since you've moved to East? Yeah, absolutely. And I think honestly, fly fishing is one of the things that I am actually pretty excited about. So I'm awesome. hoping, you know, I've I've got the equipment and I've been out a handful of times. Um, so I'm hoping to really hone my skills here in the coming this season and maybe next season, um, and learn more about that because that is really fun to me. Fly fishing is a lot more like hunting than fishing in a lake from a boat right because you can see the fish a lot of times yeah you see it happen it's it's a little bit more of that individual pursuit and, and not to say that our lakes aren't beautiful because they are but just the beauty of some of those trout streams and being in the mountains and things like that that's there it's fun to be up that way Absolutely. it's always fun to be in east tennessee yeah yeah um, Spoken like a guy who grew up. There. <laughs> well, a little bit, pretty close. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, of trout, though, Don, you recently put together a video. Of yeah, how yeah. to trout fish and uh, you know along the uh, Telco yeah. River. Have right? you ever been to the Telco River up your way? Yep. Okay, and uh, well, you you're very familiar with what the sights you'd see in this video we put together. This is kind of for the for the person who hasn't really uh, had a chance to go up there yet, but maybe has thought about it or, or wasn't even aware of it. And uh, so we've, we've got our guys and gals showing uh, hot spots. You know, uh, here's cool. the town, here's Teleco, and here's the highway you take up toward the river, and here's where you turn off, here's how you get to the hatchery. Here's how. Uh, here's where we stock the trout. Here's the sections that are special, uh, special sections that uh, delayed harvest and that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, it's it's pretty inclusive or, or uh, all-encompassing video. So uh, have to get you a copy yeah. of it. Yeah. So look Absolutely. for that. It's it's going to be. I'd love to check that out. It's going to be coming soon, and I think uh, even Mimi's going to put together a virtual class or workshop on that yep, too. So that's coming. Well, Ashley, time's, cool. time's running out. Thank you for doing this and being with us today. It's great to meet you and, and learn that you're just down the road. We should, we'll should we have to get together soon. That's right. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. But uh, that, So that's uh, Ashley Chance with the National Wildlife Federation uh, and Artemis program. So go check it out. Um, the Artemis website. Let's see. Let's make sure we plug that real quick. Artemis, A-R-T-E-M-I-S dot N-W-F dot org, right? Absolutely. Awesome. So go check it out uh, and see how you could become a, a 
partner in that and and get involved there and and take these turkey classes. I think it'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, so that's right. Ladies in the outdoors, it's great. Um, Don, thank you. Sure enough. Ashley, thank you. Yeah, it was great to meet you guys. All right. And this is Tennessee Wildcast, and we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.